Good evening, Fresco Babies. Happy Friday. We are at you again. Me and Wannabe are, are back at you with another episode of Fresco Savage Live from the Interdimensional Bedroom. And let me tell you, it's a special week. And why is that? Most of you probably already know. It's Christmas. Man, do I love Christmas. And we get into that a lot in the episode. I would say it ended up being a Christmas-themed episode. But how do you not focus on Christmas in America? I mean, it's like you spend the entire year waiting for Christmas. Now, is Christmas something they they drew from, you know, multiple religious traditions and then in America what we did is we we capitalized on it and we said, "Hey, how do we make our end of the year numbers go into the black, baby? How do we how do we go over our, our, our goals of last year and this year? What we do is we make it about giving gifts. We make that shit about giving gifts and buying things. Because that's what we do in America. We buy, we throw away, and we buy it again. But let me tell you something positive with the pandemic. You know, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. Christmas wasn't necessarily about presents. And I'm not bragging by any means. I always wanted presents. Um... And we had some a couple hot years in there where I got like a Nintendo 64, and that, that was a great year. But let me tell you, if COVID has taught me anything, nothing matters other than your connections with other human beings. And I miss those people right now. I just had a Zoom with my family. It's Christmas Eve when I'm recording this. I had a Zoom with my family, and man, how I wish we could all just be together. I don't, I don't care about anything else. I wish we could all be together. And unfortunately... Um, we weren't able to do that this year, and I know we're not the only ones. And again, I'm not trying to draw sympathy, but I just think, wow, what a time to be grateful for the things that I do have and will have again. There's a light at the end of this tunnel. If you're joining us for the first time or the last time, I appreciate you being here. I am running out of time. I'm drinking a bourbon Manhattan just like my grandpa used to. I'm about to watch a Christmas movie. I'm alone on Christmas, but with you guys, I feel truly, truly alive have a great holiday. Enjoy this week's episode of Fresco Savage live from the interdimensional bedroom. Christmas. Dude, what is your favorite Christmas song? Off the top of your head, don't think about it. Mm, it's gotta be. I know this is a you know basic answer, don't, but I think it's Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Rock with the with like the electric guitar, the very simple electric guitar. I love that tone. Yes, I believe Where, it's Brenda Lee. Brenda Lee you, sings it. I love that part. It's so yes. sick, dude. Yes, uh, my favorite Christmas song easily is "I'll Be Home for Christmas." Ooh, yeah, I, like I used that to one listen too, to it. Um, there was one particular year. So, like, I love closing on Christmas Eve. I've always worked Christmas Eve. I, I volunteer to work Christmas Eve because it's the one day a year you can tell customers to get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> because they can't, yeah. if, if they want to stay late, you can be like, buddy, it's Christmas. My friend, it's Christmas. And oh, then you can, God. like, you'd be like, I'm not going to be a Scrooge. I'm not going to keep my employees here late. 
Like, right. so you get out of there quick. And I love that. It, yeah. it, it's the one working on Christmas Eve. It is the one time you can tell a customer to fuck off. I mean, not exactly. Speaking of retail right. Christmas, can you see the screen I shared there, buddy? I can, friend. Imagine, just imagine for a moment. Attention, Target shoppers. You were at Target Happy and this happened. from me to you. I would be so fucking annoyed. Oh my god. Oh no. No. Everyone's wearing a mask, but her, she's just rocking out. So she actually she actually does a really good job, but it does not so I used to this thing at Kmart all the time where like I would try to find something to do. Uh <laughs> like 30 minutes before we closed that wasn't actual work like i i would call like me and my friend spencer who worked there we would be like let's go go focus on the customers because everything would be clean and we didn't want to do oh, real things yeah. so we'd like i yeah. would just like chat people up for for yeah. a half hour and uh that's what that reminded me of it reminds me very much of like you don't want to do anything else so you're just going to offer a simple service to the customers and they can't really tell you not to because it's a customer-based business right Right, you're just like grabbing just, for things. I just imagine you're shopping, and all you hear is, "Ah, so." <laughs> I would be like, "What is this?" Yeah, dude, I just think of that that girl probably just spent a lot of time getting good at singing, and then she like didn't make the cut, and, and so now she's a front-end manager at Target. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and she she's like, life. "I love when they and let me sing." You know, I'm doing the dream. Yeah one day a year or like they're at, they were at like a meeting and they're like hey how do you think we should spice things up this christmas here at target and she's like well i have an idea <laughs> oh, <geez>. she probably <laughs> oh, still has girl. i bet in her like twitter bio or her instagram it says like singer <laughs> or artist um struggling artist struggling artist yeah yeah well, oh want to be God, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I do want to say once Thank again, you. Christmas is my favorite time of the year. I'm not sure about you. I know you talked about Halloween being your favorite time. But to me, Merry there Christmas is something. Merry Christmas to you, Fresco. Thank you. There's something so special about Christmas. And I don't know if it's because everything's closed. It's just maybe it's I'm very American, which is true. Um, I'm like a mixture of everything white. And I grew up in the Midwest. <laughs> but the thing is there's this it seems like life takes a beat and it's the only holiday where truly life takes a beat because even thanksgiving everyone's like we gotta go black friday shopping at six. Ah, oh, you're right dude you know christmas day it's like there's it's kind of boring after you get done celebrating but that's yeah. what's nice yeah yeah i i think that the magic of christmas is owes a little bit of credit to new year's because we get that break, you get Christmas Day. It is boring, but we also don't have anything looming. We don't have to worry about work the next day because everything's closed up until after New Year's. Now, New Year's well, has that little... that depends on your job, but yes. Typically, right? Like, or at least like when we were in high school, you know, you don't have to worry about it. You can, you can fully enjoy Christmas yeah, you get, like, without two, having to worry. You get two weeks. Yes, and that needs to happen on every holiday if you want to truly enjoy the holiday because new year's i would argue is the most stressful holiday because one 
people are constantly worrying about like their new year's resolution, what, what fucking goal they're going to set or what diet they're going to have this year. And then two, you can't get too fucked up where the next day at work or whatever you have to go back to work is going to be ruined because even one or two days can be ruined after getting a little too fucked up on new year's, you know? Yeah. And especially if it's like a work party. Right. Oh yeah. And then if it's a work party, then you really got to be careful. Because I like new year's too, though. I do. I love New Year's. There was some, there's not... something special about that, that feeling of renewal, even though it's, it's kind of, it's totally fake. It's not real. Right. We all know yes. nothing really changes on January 1st, not even the fiscal year. Right. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, my mother is calling. Oh. Just a second. I, Mama, got, a, I got a decliner call. Mama Fresh? Mama, Mama Fresco? Mama Fresco, yeah. Mama Savage. <laughs> It was good. Yeah, yeah. She's probably. We decided not to do Christmas this year um, because there's, oh, okay. there's a little pandy. But uh, <laughs> I've I've got a feeling she's like. You did not. Just, <laughs> that's the first time I've heard that. Jesus Christ, I hate that so much. Yeah, a little pandy wandy. Uh, oh yeah, we canceled Thanksgiving because of the pandy. Yeah, so I got a feeling she's <laughs> like. Maybe we should get together. Oh, yeah, she yeah, called me was... twice. Just a second. Let me. She's let got me... too much Christmas spirit. She's probably drunk. Let's get her on the podcast, dude. No, she's been on one podcast I've done, and she was hammered off Bloody Marys. And she's like, when are you coming <laughs> home? I want to watch this now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's Christmas spirit if I've ever heard it. I know, I know. I One of my favorite Christmases ever – um my family just stayed home we didn't do any extended we used to do like extended family every year and then but then once in a while like sometimes like someone would be sick or something like that you know and like we would just do like a, a christmas at home or regular um yeah and i really liked those years because like one of my favorite christmases i got call of duty and i just was like drunk listening to blink 182 playing call of duty <laughs> And I just remember how fucking awesome that was. Oh my god! And now I that I'm, know. I my life has involved Call of Duty for so long. I'm realizing. Yeah. Since I was like 15, I I've been playing that game. Yeah, that's a super interesting. I don't like doing that because I think about I do that with drinking, where I'm like, man, if I had to add up all the times I got drunk, or even like you know the the amount of years that have gone by where I've gotten drunk on most weekends, it's like fuck that. I don't like that. Yeah, I. <laughs> it's a lot of alcohol. I, I had a song lyric once. It wasn't good, but it was like I've had more drinks tonight than you've, um, than you've had in your entire life, and it was like, oh boy, holy cow. Yeah, but like For there's some people. It's true. Let me tell you, I had some dark times there. Where? Oh my god. I mean, there's a year of my life where I was probably drunk every single day. Like I had drinks every single day. Oh boy. Yeah, that's back when I was on the road. It was a little different. Damn. A lot of times we didn't get paid in money. We got paid with drink tickets. Oh. Like okay. they would have the band would be like, okay, we'll give you this much money to play. But then like they wouldn't give you food or anything and you'd have no money, but they would give you like three beers. You know? So oh, like shit. that kind yeah. of works. It kind of fills the stomach yeah. a little bit. Um Yeah, there's calories there. Yeah, so like that's that's a lot of it, you know, and then yeah, we don't have to get depressing. It's Christmas, for God's sake. Hey, it's Christmas. Let's pick it back up. So, okay, 
favorite Christmas song. My, okay, I I um have to say now that I've had time to think about it, my favorite Christmas song is the one that's like Malikilikimaka. It's in it's in um Christmas, Christmas vacation, vacation, which is my I just that's watched my one. Oh God, I love that dude. That's my one holiday tradition that I that doesn't make me feel weird inside. I like I watching one, that with my family. I have one Christmas movie left to watch that i always watch like i have like a rotating like i have five or six that i try to watch every year i really love christmas movies but only in like december okay like you're not gonna find me there's been a i mean i was stoned in like april and disney plus came out and i watched but like that was i mean that was that was big time pandy weather yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that was a different that was big pandy energy. That was big pandy and just and I just got done watching Tiger King. <laughs> okay, I was prime. flush. I'm telling you, <laughs> flush with cash. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, usually I try to watch, but I think Santa Claus is my favorite, and I think we've talked about this on on this podcast. Santa Claus is my favorite Christmas movie. I I just love Tim Allen, and I know he gets a bad rap because he's like super Republican now he probably always was i didn't know that yeah and he also like was a big cocaine dealer before he started comedy and he ratted out a bunch of people in florida and that's how he like didn't go to jail and then he started comedy so he's a very disliked man yeah i can tim allen definitely has cocaine dealer vibes now that i think about it if yeah, yeah if you were to dude, put him in like on the street yeah it doesn't yeah surprise i mean me at look all. at this look at this i'm gonna show you since i have the, the screen pulled up yeah i mean look at this oh you can purchase this oh look, boy look at this tim allen holy shit yeah. can you want to describe that uh cover for the listeners he looks like your uncle who participates in demolition derbies um, and like drives a blacked out Dodge Ram from 19. 19- yeah. This in previous episodes, we've talked about like the local County fairs and the carnies that showed this, up. This, this picture of Tim car- Allen is this very is close to what I recall. But Dude, then what did you Google for those who are listening? And just in case someone wants Tim to Allen mugshot, image. Tim Allen mugshot. Oh boy. Holy shit. But then you have to think, he became one of those most successful men in show business in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Because probably because he knew how to fuck people over. Yeah. That's a big, part, that, of, that's not, a big part of show business. Yeah. Not to say that he wasn't. Cause I, I loved, I used to love home improvement. I'm not going to even uh-huh. pretend like I didn't love, I enjoyed it, but you know, having that, having that ability to just not give a fuck when you're, when you're screwing someone over is probably yeah. something you're born with. I have and that. It's probably. Oh man. Ah, Fresco, don't don't tell me that, man. Yeah, I I'm pretty good, but like, I know. Oh, this is gonna make me. This is gonna make me come off as pretty bad, but it's not really that bad. I know. Let it out. I know when the time is to put myself first. Is what I'll say. That's the key. It's not all the time, but I know when the right. I. I'm intuitive to the moments in which things could go either way and I have to put myself first in order to get ahead in, in a game. I know those moments very well. And it's not I, a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a skill. It can be a bad thing, but I think it's, it's also a very meaningful skill you have to have in a competitive industry. Because if you're constantly putting everybody else first, you're always going to come in last. 
I agree. And this is not, I repeat, this is not philosophy corner, but there was a philosopher named Machiavelli who thought in a very similar way. All right. Well, fuck it. Uh, Yeah. Run it. Run the philosophy corner thing. Dreams. Required readings. A philosophy class you had to take to graduate with a liberal arts degree. Listen in as Wannabe takes us down the deep, deep path that never ends into our own minds. This is The Philosophy Corner. Um, Machiavelli, basically, and, and I want to say to listeners, I've never read Machiavelli for myself. I've only seen YouTube videos on his content. I've never, you know what? Most... I, let, let me say, as someone who watches YouTube lectures a lot and like those like yeah. scribble erase board type videos, I think that's just as good as reading now i think it actually most of the time i actually think it might that, be better for me it's just a yeah well it's just a philosophy everyone you know interpretation can really skew things and most of the philosophers i've referenced i've actually read their word for word i've read it for myself and it gets dangerous some philosophers get you know and then with the way that things get are politicized today philosophers get politicized as well and i just wanted to discretion um just put it out there that i have not read machiavelli for myself but essentially his idea was that you should, well, at the end of the day, you should just look out for yourself because for the philosophers before him that were trying to be virtuous and altruistic and try to come up with like what was the just thing to do, um, no matter what, your idea of what is just is essentially going to bump in or, or, or block like someone else's idea of what is just. So mm. like it's kind of impossible for all of us to live like, purely justly due to the individualistic nature of life that we're all going to have different interests and he said but at the end of the day we do you should just do what is best for you because it does not it's not worth it to try to calculate or figure out um what what is good wow yeah i mean i i think i agree with that right and and that term is now used in modern day psychology for when they're, um, there's a uh, quality, a trait in human beings called Machiavellianism, and they'll give mm. you a rating. And if you're too high on the Machiavellianist scale, you're, you're essentially, psycho- they're going to test you for, for being psychopath. There's <laughs> yeah. like, um, there's, there's pure lack of empathy, which is psych- psychopathy, but then like right under that, or one of the standards they use for that is Machiavellianism. And people, all sorts of people naturally have different, like celebrities have a very high test or they typically test very high yeah. in Machiavellianism, right? I think I'm pretty, I'm going to be honest, I think I'm pretty high on the list. Because yeah, right. And I, you might be. But I used to be really bad manipulator and I've gotten better at that. I didn't even realize I was doing it until my friend like straight up told me. He's like, you manipulate a lot of people. And I'm like, oh shit, I don't like that at all. You what know, did you, do you remember like the circumstance that like made it very clear to him? Uh, well, I was telling a story and I said, I think I might be manipulating this person. He goes, yeah, you do that all the time. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, you're very manipulative. And because to me, life feels a lot like chess sometimes. Oh. In, in the way you can't, you cannot present information to everybody equally all the time because people right, people right. react differently to things. So I've always said that I'm a... I'm not the best leader, but I'm a great first mate. Um, I'm really good at, I'm really good at 
sensing, I'm like the leader tells me what the group needs to do. I'm really good at translating that information to a team in what communication styles everyone excels in. I'm really good at that. Yeah. Yeah. No, Cause some people are, need it just buttoned down straight up. And then some people need you to like stroke their ego a little bit. Yeah. And, and then you have to almost incept the idea in their brain that it's their idea. Yeah. You know, like, oh yeah. So, but I'm really good at reading people. I've always been very, very good with people. Um, and, but because of that, I can slip into snaky manipulativeness, manipulation. Yeah. And I don't like that yeah, version it, of myself because he's not honest. And I, yeah. I struggle with honesty because life is kind of boring when you're honest all the time. That's um, true. So and see- dude, you can read people like a book. And I think the trait in me, it's not, and maybe this is the same for you. It's not man- always, I don't mean to be manipulative, but I can like, p- some people are really like some guys in my life are really hyper masculine. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I know that they will not be vulnerable as far as talking about their emotions, yeah. but everyone essentially at the end of the day, I've got people in my life. They need to talk about their emotions and, and yep. it ruins, you know, it, it ruins it for everyone else when this person's got a bunch of bottled up emotional energy. Yeah. And so I feel like when I'm having, I can get those guys to talk about emotions by like sneaking it in. Right. Yeah. By like asking them, it almost like you have to start with very visceral. You have to be like, how, yes. how does that make you feel? Yeah. I'll be like, like or, it feels tight in my chest and you're like, okay, there you go. Yeah. You let me in. Right. I'm or like make that it too, but funny. Then that comes with a little narcissism because you feel like you, you know better what's best for everyone. Another thing yeah. That's that I struggle true. with yeah, in, right, in exactly. manipulating people. I know it's Christmas. What is Christmas but a cultural manipulation to, to surge end of the year numbers for uh, capitalism? Anyway. Exactly. Um, saying that. So that being said, it's a wonderful time of year. And I've, I appreciate time with family and friends more than I do gifts. That's just the way my family presented it to me as growing up. Like we had some good years with presents, but a lot of time we didn't have a lot of money. So it was just like the joy was the family movie nights and the cookies and the the memories and, and the, the car rides and stuff like that. That was the Christmas spirit that I miss. Anyway, what I have trouble with manipulating people is I feel sometimes that I, I, I see people and react to situations and it's like, again, like chess, I see all five or six or seven <laughs> ways that they could react to a situation before they even get yeah. there themselves. And right, so right. to me, it's like... <laughs> I'm like, come on, come on already. Here's the right way to feel about this. Yeah, I, dude. I remember in, Some... in like sixth grade, they asked us all what our pet peeves were, like around the room as like an icebreaker. And my pet peeve, which is psychopathic for a sixth grader to say, was <laughs> uh, my pet peeve was I don't like when um, people will feel a certain way just because they feel they have the permission to, something like that. But I said it a lot less uh, intelligent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is so but you know, that like not sixth grade behavior. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean though, right? <laughs> yeah, like when exactly someone, when saying. someone yeah, like yeah, when yeah, a situation yeah. happens and someone has, it almost feels like they feel the emotion because they have just the because right they know to they feel can. it. Just because they know they can. Yes. And they've been prompted to. Yeah. And so I, <laughs> that really used to tick me off. It still does when I'm like, okay, get over it. You're just reacting this yeah. way because, but in their head, it's probably pretty genuine they're just yeah. not thinking about it so 
in such a complex way. I remember when I started thinking about this, my brother was a baby uh, and the babysitter and he fell on the sidewalk and skinned his knee. And uh, she started distracting him right away because she, she knew, she told me like when she picked him up, she goes, if he sees the blood, he'll cry. Even oh, though, yeah. he's, even though he, it's, yeah. it's not hurting him. If he sees yeah. the blood, he'll cry. And sure enough, he eventually saw it and he started crying like he was hurt. Yes. Like, it, like yes. a child because he was like yes. three. But that's like, that's an insane concept. You yes. Know? Dude, when I was, I was also in sixth grade and we had, we had snacks. I think it was around the holidays. I think maybe it was around Halloween. And like one teacher gave out a bunch of candy. And we went outside for recess. And I remember my, this girl in my grade named Jacqueline, she was running around, you know, getting all the attention from people. She's like, I'm so hyper. I, I've had so much sugar today. And I, I went home and I told my dad, it bothered me so much. I had to talk to my dad about it. And I was like, dad, Jacqueline was acting crazy today, but I don't think the sugar actually made her hyper. I think that she just knows that sugar stereotypically, like in cartoons and stuff, makes people act crazy and she actually just was she just yes like someone told her that and like she was acting she like, that and i was like you like wanted maybe permission Jacqueline... to act crazy yes exactly and my dad was like yeah that you, that's it you got it and i was like dad what if no one ever told her that sugar makes you hyper would she still have been acting that like is that real and i remember that bugged me for like a couple of days man yeah because then i re- i thought and then i turned cynical and i thought everyone was just doing that you know acting in ways just because, and then that ruined my whole idea of like getting graded in school because i was like yep well does anyone really care about these grades or do they just think they it's have all performative. to it's all performative to. i yeah. also and then growing up oh. i was like hermione granger where i always knew the answers and then the mm. and i think i've mm-hmm. told you this the teacher had had to give me a she gave me a signal to give to her so that she would know i had the right answer so it would give a chance for the other kids because I was, I'm, oh, I've always yeah. been very quick witted, you know, yes. like I loved in elementary school when the teacher thinks you're not paying attention and they'll finish a sentence by asking you specifically a question to regain your attention. And I would fucking oh, smash yeah. the question because <laughs> I was paying attention and then yeah, they yeah. it would turn them on their heels. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you, Miss Irwin. But she was, actually, she was actually a great teacher. She, she saw potential in me when no one else did. Um, anyway. Shout out to Ms. Irwin. Shout out to Ms. Irwin. Also, Dude, in third I, grade, I was on 20 milligrams of Adderall. But I have a great story I want to add. It's going <laughs> to wrap us back. It's going to wrap us back to Christmas time. Okay, before and, we and, do that, I know you want to do that. Can we do like a rapid fire, like favorite Christmas song, favorite Christmas snack, and favorite Christmas movie? We already talked about all those things. Favorite Christmas snack. Uh, I didn't get to say my favorite Christmas movie is Polar Express. You just told me family vacation was your was your favorite. Nope, that was the family tradition. That was my oh. favorite family tradition. But my favorite family movie is Polar Express, and my favorite fa- holiday snack, the my favorite Christmas snack is gotta be it's gotta be uh, the sugar cookies. I want I want a, a sugar cookie that looks like a Christmas tree. It's gotta have green frosting and red yeah, and like those red the, sprinkles. Please. Like the, you like you like the frosted cutouts. That's your vibe. Yes, definitely. I like. Um, my mom called them Peter Butter Chews, but they were like a yes, family recipe. Balls? No, no, no. They're like a family recipe. So it's like a graham cracker, sugary, brown sugar bottom, a thin Ooh. marshmallow layer, and then a peanut and caramel mixture. Ooh, and wow. then, yeah, they're so good. 
and I just realized now I'm not going to have any of this here, and I'm very upset. Oh, man. Uh, also, well, my sister makes up. this stuff called Christmas Crack, and I know there's multiple Christmas Cracks out there, but it's really simple. It's like it's saltine cracker um, with toffee on it and then topped with like melted Ooh. Hershey's chocolate, and it's just Ooh. like salty caramely sweet it's so good i don't even really like sweets i really get nauseous when i eat sweet things uh okay. favorite christmas movie obviously santa claus for me um we never really we didn't watch it, it's tradition we watched it's a wonderful life on thanksgiving that was like my family's tradition but i want to get oh to it's a wonderful life is is wonderful yeah let's get to your like, story man i, I just, don't i don't like black and white movies it's weird um, yeah it does kind of piss me off after a while because I'll, I'll forget it. about it i'll forget about it and then i'll be like wait there's no color Fuck. I, I've and just always been it. in for some reason I'm, I'm I've always been in a modern interpretation of things. I don't know what it is. I just can't watch old things. I don't like it. And maybe someday I'll like it. But for now, and my, my dad and sister love old things. And I think maybe it's oh, okay. a resentment of them liking old things when I was growing up. Because I'd be like, "What are we watching? This is Meet Me in St. Louis. Yeah. What what the fuck is this? It's not good." Yeah. Uh, and, anyway, so. This is a Hermione Granger moment, and this happened in Miss Irwin's class. Um, have I ever told you the watermelon story? Mm-mm. So I think the nope. title of this episode will be the watermelon story. Um, All right, perfect. I'm perfect. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Fresco Savage presents the watermelon story. So when I was a little kid, I mean, I must have been, it was before fourth grade, because that's where the watermelon story comes to fruition is in fourth grade. Um, I went to the greenhouse with my mom. She went once a spring just to get flowers and she loved gardening. Um, and they had watermelon seeds and I really wanted to grow watermelon. And so it, the pack of seeds is like 85 cents or whatever. So she's like, okay, mm-hmm. but just know like watermelon doesn't grow here. Like you need it. You can plant, you can put them in the ground, but they're not, don't get your hopes up. Um, so I go home I find a corner of the yard um, right on the fence where other plants were growing. And I, I dug up, I dug a hole and I put the watermelon seeds in. Granted, I'm very young. That night, it stormed heavy, heavy storms. And then in the morning, my parents, and we have this on home video. My parents um, were like, go check your watermelon plant. And I go out there and there's a full fucking watermelon on there. <laughs> Uh, and so they're like, wow, the rain was crazy. Now I need, so first of all, that didn't happen because that's not how life grows. But second, I still vividly remember having to rip the watermelon off a vine, which is not how I, like, I remember in my kid brain, I remember doing it. I remember trying to lift it and it was attached to a plant, to a vine, right? And it, it obviously wasn't because my parents went out that morning, bought a watermelon and put it on the plant. <laughs> yeah. And so that was just like how I, th- I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like that's an amazing life experience for a kid. Again, right. it is on home video. There's a vid- I'm like walking up the stairs on the deck with like this huge watermelon and I'm like a little kid. <laughs> Like, it's like the size of me. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, It's a great story. I grew this thing overnight. Yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck you. You said it couldn't be done. <laughs> so fast forward to fourth grade. 
Okay. We're talking about life cycles and plants and the water cycle and, you know, farm, you know, like how plants grow and stuff. Photosynthesis. Mm -hmm. They probably didn't use that word. But I got all, you know, I, I put my hand up. You know, like when a kid puts their hand up so cocky. <laughs> yeah. Because they think Hell they yeah, got, they I've got a, I've got a loaded gun. I've got a loaded gun of info here Hell for the yeah. class. I'm about to blow everyone's mind. Hell yeah. And my teacher flat out told me that's not possible. I told her the story. I, all the dramatics. Uh, she told me it's not possible. That's, that's not how plants grow, which is, which is correct. That she did the right thing. Right. You don't want to teach kids that magic exists. And so I go home um, and my dad gets home after I get off the bus, you know, probably an hour. I was probably watching Wishbone and I turn TV off and he's sitting in his chair by the window where he still sits to this day, every, all day. Um, and it's a specific window in the house where it's the corner of the house. So he can see behind him to the side and to the other side. So he loved, he loves that spot. And I told him the story and he, and he told me that uh, she's right. That's not real. Your mom and I did that. Oh, and fuck. so you tell a fourth grader that. And so then, so then it like, it broke the ceiling of magic for me. Right. Right. So then I'm like, okay, so my parents did that to make that. Okay, so all the money under my pillow from the tooth fairy, fuck, that's mom and dad. <laughs> Easter bunny, fuck, that's mom and dad. Fuck. Santa Claus, fuck. fuck, that's mom and dad. Like it broke me <laughs> and all of a sudden my gears just started turning. It was like it was like that meme with the girl and the math equations, but like I remember I, this is, I was traumatized because when you're a kid, you believe magic exists. And in fourth grade, in about 15 minutes, I just started bawling. I mean, we're talking like panic attack bawling in my dad's oh, arms no. because I figured out that magic wasn't real. Like all the magic <laughs> of the world got ripped, got ripped yeah, from my soul, yeah, you know? so quickly oh yeah, man because i just started deducing you know and i'm sure yeah. everyone has a similar feeling when they find out santa isn't real it's kind of an interesting concept santa because you're like lying to your kids but i actually right, think it's a good right. thing because i i think kids should believe that anything is possible f for the correct amount of time it shouldn't be forever but you know i think I still think anything's possible. And I think it's because I found out about Santa pretty late. I feel like fourth grade's pretty late. Yeah, it's pretty late. Yeah, I think maybe, you know, getting those, those neuron networks developed early, you know, better than not having them at all. That idea that anything can happen. Yeah, and I still believe that. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. good. I don't think that's bad. I just, maybe I'm a little more realistic now, but... I also think I still believe in magic to, to a certain degree. Not like Harry Potter, but like, I think that- Like, like super, is, like- I think the truth is stranger human than fiction. Things, yeah. I think the truth yeah. is stranger than fiction. I really believe that. Yeah, and, I believe that too, yeah. And that's why I like I Christmas think, so much is because it's a, it's a reminder of, you know, that magic that could be. 
dude i love that i think i think you're really onto something there and i think like even if the truth for, for not that we could ever know this but even if the truth wasn't weirder than fiction you might as well believe it is because at this point there's so much unknown you might as well go with the funner op, the more fun option and the more optimistic option right i always um, my parents think yeah. i'm like the antichrist sometimes cuz i don't believe in god like they do but really mm-hmm. the truth is i believe in a much more fun version yes yes like i like to believe in aliens i like to watch documentaries about ancient geometry and the pyramids you know like i like i like to think that life is somehow more magical than it is i like to find out that the soil in the amazon had to have been changed to grow as much that grows there the soil must have been uh there's these areas of the amazon where they, they found these ancient ruins and the farming plateaus that they had made, the soil had to be chemically engineered in order to grow oh the crops God. they were growing that they found on those sites, which you would yeah. think that an ancient culture would not be able to do that. Right. right. Did you know that the, uh, the pyramids are exactly the size of the pyramid, all four sides put together? If you were to walk so like the length of the pyramid, all four sides put together is the length of one second. It's the distance of one second of earth rotation. Oh my God. And the pyramid itself is if you, it's, if you look at the ratios, the pyramid itself is the exact shape of if you were to put the pyramid at the equator, right? You know, the equator is a circle. If you were to put stretch out the pyramid to the exact base, where like it would hit the four corners of the earth, right? Are you following me? Yeah. Yes. The tip would be within five feet of the top of the earth, which means the pyramids, the Great Pyramid of Giza is an accurate accurate length ratio to the Northern Hemisphere or Southern Hemisphere, whichever way you look at it, of our planet. Until 1980, we did not know the size of our planet to the degree that the ancient Egyptians knew. Isn't that fucking crazy? The Parthenon is the same way. Like if you add up the sides, it's a different length of time of earth rotation, but it's like these, you look at these ancient sites of, of wonderment, you know, like the seven ancient wonders Mm -hmm. of the world, stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. They all, scale to size to show like they knew the size of the planet they knew what length was they knew about the solar system they knew the earth was round and like how do they know that you know like there's it there's some crazy shit this is the whole point of the interdimensional bedroom for me is the mysteries of the world maybe have already been solved but lost to time and right, this the concept right. of time in general is and they're more interesting and fascinating than anything any like you know um belief that people hold today like most abstract or even crazy beliefs that are held today really don't even compare to the things that we can actually study and see that are actually you know proven yeah. and what's crazy and too is that there's a very certain set of numbers that keep repeating when you yeah, think about, uh, oh, at a cosmic scale 
And they also, those numbers are represented in religious texts, many religious texts, the same numbers. They're just being yeah. represented in different, in different like fractions and ratios. So right. like, unless you have the full spectrum, you don't really see it. But mm -hmm. uh, there's a guy, and I, I know I sent you the, the lecture last week. I was like, you got to watch this. But it completely, completely opened up my brain to the, to what the magic of this world might be. And it, it doesn't yeah. have to be this dreary place. To me, it seems like, man, things have been cycling and going and dying for, for eternity on this planet. They're, they're, the Sphinx, the amount of erosion from water on the Sphinx shows if you're, I'm, we're, we're talking water erosion experts. And there's only like six of those. And they all agree, <laughs> they all agree that the Sphinx is like over 20,000 years old. And yeah. we're talking, wow. they're thinking modern civilization didn't happen until like five or 6,000 years ago. So there's a lot yeah. of bullshit out there. Like when you think about science and archaeology, there's like generally just like accepted terms that of like what happened. But those are like discussed by boards and directors of colleges and stuff like that about what happened based on research and like peer review. But that doesn't mean that's what happened. They're just trying right. to get the best. They're trying to get the best picture of what happened. But I really right. like to think that the world is filled with mystery still. And um, yeah. that's, again, it brings you back to Christmas. <laughs> that idea what, that you learn as a kid, the Santa Claus, that something incredible is possible. If you never learned that and never engaged that muscle, life just isn't the same. Wow. Fresco, I've we got, got the, no words. We've got you, 45 bro. seconds left. I think that's a good way to end it. <laughs> I have no words. Thank you for making my Christmas everything that it's going to be. <laughs> I, I feel pretty good about this episode. I, 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 just felt like, now, I just felt like an ancient deity just spoke through me. I, I don't even feel like I was the one talking. I don't feel like I was the one listening. <laughs> I am. I have no, dude, I have no words. You know what? I We're going to be cut we off should... about 20, 15 seconds. I love you, buddy. A... Have a Merry Christmas. Anything is possible. I love you too, man. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Yeah, whatever you celebrate and however you celebrate, just remember anything's possible. That's it. I'm stopped. <laughs>